It's episode 129 of the Keto for Women show. You're listening to the Keto for Women show. This podcast provides the tools you need to create your own expression of a healthy ketogenic lifestyle so you can stop obsessing and start living. I'm your host and nutritionist, Sean Miner. Now, let's get on with the show. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome back. Thanks, as always, for joining me on this episode of Keto for Women. Today, we have yet another episode about hormones. We've talked about hormones in so, so many episodes of Keto for Women over the years. Today will be no different because we have to talk about our hormones. And every single time I ask for questions, it's all about the hormones because that's why we're here as women. That's what makes us different than men. And so that's why I created this podcast years ago now. So it makes sense that it is a topic of discussion quite a bit around here. Today though, will be a little bit different because I want to talk to you about the one thing I think that is so incredibly important to healing your whole body, really, but a lot of that is built into our hormones and how they're functioning. So that's why we focus so much on them. But really, I think there's one thing that you're not currently doing to heal your hormones, heal your body, whatever you're looking to heal. And really, I guess I should say it's something you probably are doing that is 100% keeping your hormones out of balance, true health out of reach, and in an ideal body composition unattainable for you, no matter how hard you keep trying. And I know a lot of you listening right now, you've worked so hard to heal your body, to get your body shape to be different. You've done the diets, you've done the exercise, you've done the supplements. Some of you have done the surgery, you've taken the medication. I see a lot of this. So I know how hard you are working for those things. And I know too, that while you may not have been thinking about your hormone balance back when you were doing those things, now you do. Now hopefully because of this show, but also a lot of other people out there talking about the importance of hormones, especially as a woman, now you're taking notice and doing the right things for your hormones and really making that a focus for you and your healing. So then if that's the case, then we need to really take a hard look at what I'm going to talk to you about today. Ready? Let's get right into it. No, I don't even have any announcements for you. Let's just get right into this thing. Ready? All right. You are thinking negatively. I know, I know you probably don't want to hear this. You definitely don't think this is you because you're not a negative person. And I don't actually think that you are, at least from the outside in and even who you know yourself to be. You're friendly, you're positive, you are outgoing, you always have a smile on your face, you're a happy person. But that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about the internal climate of your mind and 
your body. Yes, they are connected. Yes, we need to think about them as one all-encompassing thing, which is what we're, we've done here for quite a few episodes now of the Keto for Women show and what I do over on the Unstuck podcast. But what we're looking at here are the beliefs you have stored away, and they are way back in your subconscious mind to the point that you don't even know they're there, and you certainly don't know that they are still dictating how you feel and think and react and act today. It's stuff that happened a long time time ago. We're talking like 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago, back sometimes all the way into adolescent and childhood years. It's stuff that you were told about yourself or the general idea about life, how life should be, how you should be, how you should act. And it's things that you didn't even know were something that you stored. You had no idea and still probably don't have any idea that you stored those things and they are now still affecting you. The self-talk that comes from those beliefs and then the emotions that come from that self-talk, this is the stuff we really need to be looking at When we take on the idea of healing our body, healing our hormones, getting as healthy as we possibly can, mind, body, and soul, and wanting even to change our body composition, you've got to look at this stuff. The mindset matters. And this is why I am now teaching what I teach over on Unstuck because it's this stuff that we're not spending nearly enough time on and quite frankly, turning a blind eye to, which a lot of us don't even know that's what we're doing or that there are some things that we need to kind of work out that are going on in our subconscious minds in order to release those past beliefs so that you can actually get what you want. And a lot of that is negativity. There's a lot of negative stuff going on deep within you. And I want to help you get to the bottom of it and get it out there. Get it out so that you can actually be the person that you want to be with the health that you want to have and the happiness that you deserve. The true happiness, not the surface level stuff. All right. So now you might be somewhat intrigued, hopefully, and still willing to stick this out. Now I want to explain in more detail how those negative thoughts, emotions, and beliefs dictate the health of your hormones and overall body. And it's all based on our stress response. We've talked about stress so much also on the Keto for Women show pretty much every time we've talked about hormones. So they very much go hand in hand, which I think you all know by now. But now I want to really talk about the not so obvious reasons, which are these negative thoughts, beliefs, and emotions that are contributing to your chronic stress response that you just are not aware of. You're looking at all the wrong things to try to heal your stress response and thus heal your hormones and have not gotten to the real root issue. And we're putting an end to it right here, right now. So let's break down all of this a little bit. First of all, I do want to touch on the whole stress 
scenario a little bit because it's important. And I just want to refresh your memory. So this will be a very shortened version of what actually goes on to connect your stress response to your hormonal function. If you do want a more detailed response, go back like even the very, I think it's the first or second episode of this entire podcast years ago was all about this. So go back and listen if you need a more detailed response to this. But here's the thing. When our body perceives a threat, it activates our innate stress response system, which we all have. Thank goodness we have it. We definitely need it. So the adrenal glands as part of this system secrete adrenaline and cortisol to help our body cope with that stressor or that threat. And this system was, like I said, in all of us is built to keep us out of harm's way and safe. Here's the deal though. Humans are not meant to activate this stress response regularly. Our bodies are not built to handle the chronic stress that we encounter in today's world. We're not built to always be in that fight and flight mode that we are today. We all are. We're all activating it way too much. Hey, all you true crime fans, this is Mike Ferguson. And this is Mike Morf. And we'd like to invite you to listen to our podcast, Criminology. Launched in 2017, we've covered a variety of strange cases from murders to missing persons. Some of the cases are ones you may not have heard of. Other cases we cover are some of the most historic in true crime. There are 200 episodes of Criminology available to binge on right now. And new episodes come out every Saturday night. Subscribe to Criminology today, wherever you listen to your podcast. So in order for the body to make adrenaline and cortisol, this is where things get a little sticky here, it quote unquote steals necessary ingredients to make that additional adrenaline and cortisol. It steals it from what would otherwise be used to produce progesterone, estrogen, and testosterone. So it's kind of one of these situations where it's an either or. We don't have enough ingredients to make this additional adrenaline and cortisol, but then also keep your hormones, the rest of your hormones, estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone being the big ones here to keep those all in perfect harmony and balance too. So because your body thinks that it's under a threat, it temporarily like shuts down that system. Like it's not really that important to have perfectly balanced hormones when I'm under attack and I need cortisol and adrenaline to help me out with this stressor. So that's temporarily shut down. And this is why so many women just vast, vast majority. And every single person that I've worked with over the years as a functional nutritionist has some sort of hormonal imbalance. And it is very much a byproduct of the stress that they have put themselves under and that they cannot calm themselves down. They cannot get out of that fight or flight mode. This then leads to low overall hormones, low testosterone, estrogen dominance, very low progesterone. Like There's so many different scenarios and every single one of those scenarios means you don't feel good. You don't feel like yourself. You don't look like yourself and you don't know what's going on. Okay. So it all comes back, as you know, to our stress response and to how often we are in that fight or flight mode. How often does our body perceive there to be a threat? 
So now is the part where we start looking into our stressors, like what could possibly be going on in our lives that are keeping us so stressed out and unable to go to that parasympathetic or rest mode that our body so desperately needs in order to heal our whole body, but especially to balance out our hormones. What's keeping us from being able to get there? Well, a lot of it, when we think about stress, the most common things that come up in this, I even do this, common things come up like, well, how's my work? How's my relationship? How's my family? How, how are my friendships? Like I look at all those kinds of things. So it could be something as a fight with your partner or a boss you don't get along with, just sitting in rush hour traffic all the time, the needs of your family and not really ever having time for yourself, always putting your family's needs first financial concerns and issues, even physical things like a poor diet or some sort of health imbalance, whether that's a gut health issue, a food sensitivity, inflammation, immune system problems, something like that. And so these are the things that we know how and what to look for when we're thinking about stress and how we can really truly heal our bodies and our hormones and our stress response and all that stuff. This is the surface level stuff that I think now you are very able to determine for yourself. But this is not all. There are some other very prominent stressors, more so even than the stuff I just listed out. They're not quite as easy to pinpoint They're causing major overactivation in your stress cascade, and those are your thoughts and emotions. Your negative emotions, and remember, thoughts and emotions are always connected to each other. You have a thought, it triggers an emotion. You have another thought, it triggers another emotion. Very rarely do we have a thought that's not connected to some sort of emotion, So your thoughts that aren't so awesome turn into emotions or trigger emotions that are negative and those are causing your body to stress out. That is a stressor you're not doing enough about. Your brain doesn't understand that negative thoughts aren't the same as real danger. When you think a negative thought, The brain assumes that it needs to prepare the body to flee. It thinks it's under attack simply because of those thoughts and emotions. And as a result, your body experiences these symptoms of being under stress, which means all that stuff that I just listed, your hormones are out of whack. You have higher inflammation. You don't feel like yourself. You don't look like yourself. The list goes on. In our current state, so as you are right now, we're constantly in a state of negative thinking. I know you don't want to think that you are, but you are. I am too. We all are. It's something that we all have to work on every single day. It's just how we have been wired. It's what we've been taught to do. It could be something like being too hard on yourself, not thinking you're good enough, not thinking you're worthy. It could be poor body image. Hello, biggest, biggest one ever. Being critical, judgy, hateful to your body, and then being the same to other people, judging other people and what you don't have compared to them, you know, the whole comparison trap thing that's a real issue. 
It could be just wishing things were different. So not being happy with how things are going and just wishing things were different, not doing anything about it. It could be getting frustrated that things aren't different and not understanding what you're doing wrong, thinking you are doing something wrong. Even when I say these possibilities, and this is just a few out of millions of possibilities of how you are thinking negatively right now, just even that you can see that it's really just your constant chatter. It's that negative constant chatter in your head. 90% of that constant chatter, maybe even more, maybe like 99% of that constant chatter is negative. It's negative thoughts. And that is keeping you in a heightened stress response, no matter how much you try not to listen, how often you try to use your intuition instead, until you get to the bottom of that constant chatter, it's going to be a uphill battle. You're going to continue to have more and more health issues, more and more issues with your hormones. We have to get to the root cause. Just in case you don't believe me, I've done some research and there are quite a few studies out there about this subject. And those studies show that negative thinking and psychological stress, which is the result of that negative thinking, are one of the most prominent factors contributing to the overuse of your stress response. And many times it's unbeknownst to that person that that's what's doing it. And it contributes to both short and long-term health issues. The studies show that negative thinking hurts your ability to process information and think clearly, leading to symptoms of brain fog and causing a lack of critical thinking skills. Stress from negative thinking creates changes in the brain that may affect your likelihood of mental disorders such as anxiety, depression, ADHD, schizophrenia, and mood disorders. Repressed emotions, so especially those ones that are fearful or negative, can lead to a weakened immune system. And negative attitudes and feelings of helplessness and hopelessness upset the body's hormone balance, depletes the brain chemicals required for happiness, and damages the immune system. Chronic stress can actually decrease our lifespan. So this is all stuff I found from doing a little bit of research on the topic of negative thinking, the psychological stress, and how it affects our physical body, our health. Those were just some of the highlights. This stuff is real, you guys. You cannot and will not reach an optimal place of health, happiness, hormone balance, all the good stuff, everything that you want, everything you're trying to heal right now. You're not going to get there fully if you don't start looking at your thoughts and your mindset. And as you can see, I'm like, I can't even explain my level of passion around this. It's off the charts. And it is the reason, the entire reason why I am now like made this huge leap, very scary thing, completely changed my business and everything I talk about and everything I am doing. My whole business has changed because I am so committed to teaching you how to get out of this negative mindset. So, so committed to teaching you. I've done it. I've been there. I've done it. I was this person. And sometimes, honestly, I still am this person today. 
but I now know I have the tools. I know I can see when it's happening. I know what to do. I know how to get out of it. So it doesn't affect me, my health, my hormones, my happiness. It doesn't affect me because I have the tools. I am so thrilled about our partner for today's episode of the Keto for Women show. Literally one of my absolute favorite brands of all time for so many reasons. Thank you to Alter Eco for sponsoring this episode. Y'all know by now that chocolate is my very favorite food and something I eat every day. What you may not know is that the only brand I eat these days is Alter Eco. First of all, their chocolate is the absolute best. They believe in using only clean, minimally processed ingredients, ones that you can actually pronounce when you look at the ingredient label, and never use artificial flavors, soy, palm oil, refined sugar, or fake sweeteners. They have low-sugar, keto-friendly options that are so good, too. 85% dark chocolate bars, 90% dark chocolate bars, 90% mint chocolate bars that are my favorite thing of all time, and even dark chocolate truffles and coconut clusters all make for the perfect low-sugar dessert or snack. The other reason I love Alter Eco is because of their values and ethics as a company. What a lot of people don't know about the chocolate industry is the terrible ethical issues involved in that industry. Very poor treatment of farmers, child labor, unfair wages and practices. It's bad. As soon as I found this out a few years ago, I made a pact with myself to only support chocolate brands that were doing the right thing, and Alter Eco is one of the few out there doing so. They source their cocoa from Ecuador, Peru, and the Dominican Republic and firmly believe that cocoa should be produced in a way that is sustainable and fair for the farmers who produce it. They pay all of their farmers a fair and living wage. On top of that, Alter Eco contributes an additional percentage of sales each year called fair trade premiums, which are sent back to the co-ops that they partner with and reinvested into their communities. Such projects have included technical assistance, building schools, microloans, medical exams, and scholarships for children. Alter Eco never allows child labor to be used in their supply chain and chooses to purchase cacao from countries that are actively working to eliminate child labor. So these reasons alone are enough to support Alter Eco, but then once you've tried their chocolate, trust me, you will never ever go back to anything else. Right now, Alter Eco is offering all Keto for Women listeners 25% off. That is huge, you guys, for chocolate. This is so cool. Go to altericofoods.com. That's A-L-T-E-R-E-C-O foods.com and use the code Keto for Women. Stock up, ladies. This is big. 25% off when you use the code KETO4WOMEN at altericofoods.com. Have some coconut clusters, truffles, and bars around for the holiday season for both you and your guests. There is something for everyone over there. Go get your chocolate on. altericofoods.com. Keto for women, 25% off. So yeah, (laughs) I'm a little passionate about it. It's the reason why I have the Unstuck podcast. I went out on a limb. I created a whole new podcast. It's not easy work. I want to do this for you. I am so 
just, I see it. I've seen it in every single woman I've connected with over the past few years. And it's thousands of women. I can see that this is something we're not looking at. We're not doing anything about it. And we're going to continue to stay stuck until you do. So it's up to you. Now I am, you have my full commitment. You have, I will give you everything I've got to help you through this, but you have to take this seriously. You've taken so much else seriously. You've done the work. You've changed your diet. You've eliminated your very favorite foods. You've taken like handfuls of supplements at a time. You've spent thousands of dollars on testing and coaches and nutritionists and all that stuff. And that's all very much a part of this process. I don't want to say that that stuff doesn't matter because you know I'm here right now. This is my whole past career has been this. And it's still something I'm passionate about and I very much think is necessary, but it's not everything. There's another piece that you're not doing, and that's what we need to look at. So I'm here for you. You just have to make the choice to take this seriously and stop turning your back to this important step that you're not looking at. Women, we want to bypass it. It's hard. It is so hard to go back into the past, to figure out what's going on in your mind, to understand your thoughts and feelings and emotions and all that stuff. It is hard. It can be hard, but it is so incredibly rewarding. And you see such improvement so quickly when you do. And it's fun. It's fun work to learn more about yourself and what you do and why you do it. I mean, it is so cool. So yeah, I hope that you just will commit to that. And right here, right now, I will give you some of my best tips to get you started. So let's go through those now. How do we clean up our mindsets so that we can be the person we want to be? Well, first and foremost, yes, I am going to shamelessly plug the new podcast, Unstuck, happens every Friday, very practical, very quick, 30 minutes or less episodes where I literally just come in, I be like your best friend giving you some good advice that's actually going to help you, and then I leave, and you just have to do some very quick, simple tools, I guess, homework assignments that I give you. It's very easy. You guys... You need this. I know you may not want it, but you need it. So please head over there and I will get you started every week. Once a week, you'll hear from me. It will become part of your weekly routine and it will be your constant reminder of what you're trying to do. So the very first step, head over, listen to the Unstuck podcast, subscribe and get started there. It's where we will dive into all of it. I mean, you can't, I can't just give you these steps, even just what I'm about to share these steps. I can tell you what to do, but you have to make it a practice forever. It's a lifestyle change and it's a, it's life-changing and a lifestyle change, but it can't just be something that you think about, you know, while you're listening to this podcast and then you go back to your regular life and never do anything about. You have to do the work. You have to incorporate this into your life, which is why I give you kind of little baby homework assignments to keep that process going for you. So you're not just listening, you're doing. Because these things I'm about to tell you, you got to do them. 
You have to do them and you have to do them consistently. And oftentimes you need help. You need a coach to help you through them too, which is what I will be for you over there on Unstuck. So head over there and subscribe. Here are some other ideas. Next, become aware of your thoughts. My very first step in this whole process of mindset work is awareness. It is probably, I'd say, 70% of the entire process, maybe even more. It is so important and so much can happen for you just by becoming aware of what you're thinking, what that thought made you feel. So what emotion came out of that thought and why? Why did you think that thought? Where did it come from? What situation or event led you to think that thought? Just get more curious with why you think what you think and how those thoughts make you feel. And then just also get a little like exploratory, like inquisitive, I guess as to where they came from, why they're there, why you think that, if they are actually true. Like, are they actually true? And this is where we go into my next step for you, which is to reframe your thoughts and find the good. So even in this first step, the awareness step, you'll realize how negative your thoughts are. Just by noticing, you'll see how many times a day you go back to the negative, back to the negative, back to the negative. And now that you know that that's a stressor, that in and of itself is a stressor. Your body thinks that that is an attack. So just knowing that, then you start realizing, oh gosh, I have some work to do because now I can see why it's been so hard for me to heal my hormones and my body and get my weight down, whatever you're looking to do because you haven't really done all the work yet, right? So just becoming aware, you realize that, and then you work to reframe them. And this is where, like I said, you can ask yourself, is this actually true? Or am I just like saying this? Like, do I know for a fact that this is true? Or am I just thinking this because it's what I'm used to thinking? It's what I've told myself for the past 20 years. It's what someone else told me and I believed it. Like, I don't actually know that this is true. So when you get really inquisitive and can understand like, why am I thinking this? And is it a fact? Oftentimes it's not. Like very, very, very often it's not. So then from there, you can find the good, which may mean something like just finding something else going on right then and there to distract you from that negative thought. So it could just be something totally different. Like you're thinking, oh my gosh, my body looks terrible in this outfit. Like, uh, why am I not losing weight? Blah, blah, blah. Like this spiral that we do when we look in the mirror, a lot of us. But then maybe you're your kid is out in the family room giggling at the whatever, and you can go hang out with your child and laugh with them and enjoy the show or whatever they're laughing at and be done with it. So you can just reframe, get yourself out of that scenario. Or if you're feeling up for it, you can try to reconfigure that thought into something better. Like, oh, this outfit looks terrible on me. I don't know why I can't lose weight. I'm always going to look like this. I look terrible. My clothes don't fit me into a place. And that we've worked on this before. I know on the show where it's like, I know my body is working for me. I know my body is doing its best. It wants to be healthy and happy. 
I'm doing the right things to get myself there. Like you can work to change that too, to a place of neutrality, which we've talked about when we've talked about body neutrality here. So those are some options there. That's step two, reframing your thoughts and finding the good. Now, step three is forgiveness. A big, 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 huge piece to managing your mindset and to creating a more positive headspace for yourself is to do more positive things out there in the world for other people, for yourself, for your family, for everybody. Just being a more high vibe person will automatically get your entire internal environment, body and mind into a more positive space to where we can relax out of this stress response. Forgiveness is such a big one for both yourself and others. Forgiving yourself for whatever you, and this is again, work you have to do on your own. This is where I can give you the tools, but you've got to do this work on your own. Figuring out what you're still holding on to that you need to get forgive yourself for and maybe what you're still blaming or resenting other people for that you could practice forgiveness towards too. Very important practice and something we do together in my upcoming class, The Unstuck Project, coming out in January. It's coming so soon. January 2020 official release. This is something we did. Really all of this, everything I'm talking about are things we do in that class together. So if you're interested in getting some coaching around this, and it all it's a course specific to health, body, mindset. If you want coaching from me along this journey, make sure you go to seanminer.com slash unstuck and subscribe to become a VIP. And you'll be the first to know when this new course opens, which is going to be in January. So just a little side note there. So the next one, meditation. Yes, I talk about meditation all the time here. I did an entire episode. I won't talk about it again much here, but you can really do some amazing cleansing of your internal environment, body, mind, spirit environment, just by doing a few minutes of meditation every day. Just doing that, even if you can't dive in just yet to your thoughts and emotions and get curious, even if you can't do that stuff, even if you're not ready to forgive that person, you can meditate and it will be the door that opens to be able to do the rest of this. So it could be a first step for you if you can't get to some of these others. Next, bring in joy. So like I said, you can do some great healing for your mindset by being the light for other people, for someone else specifically, or for just everyone that you come in contact with in general. You can be the light and that will help your mindset. And of course, another benefit, it helps that person's mindset as well. So we can become a much more positive place if we all just start by being the light. And so I think where that comes in is finding joy. Negativity cannot exist in the same environment as joy. They can't coexist. So in those moments while you are experiencing joy, like you are out there laughing with your child at the show that they're watching and you guys are just giggling together, that's joy. That's joyful. And you cannot also be negative at that same time. 
you are completely washed out. The negativity, I guess, is completely washed out and the joy is brought in. So find more of that. Do more things that bring you joy. Hang out with more people that make you crazy happy and do less of the things that don't. Yes, we all have chores and we all have jobs and things like that. We have these things that may not be joyful, but first of all, what isn't necessary? And then second of all, those things that are necessary, can we make them a little bit better? Yes, we can. I will tell you how to do that over on Unstuck. You can see things differently. So that would be where you could bring in more joy to more parts of your life, even if they aren't pieces of your life that you can actually change. And then the last thing I'll give you for today is self-care. Yes, something else we've talked about so much, but I want you to take it seriously. I want you to find time as much as you possibly can to take care of yourself. Take really good care of yourself. This goes beyond eating good food, exercising, taking bubble baths, getting pedicures, whatever you like to do as self-care. This goes beyond that. This is like major self-care, like spending time alone, getting quiet, journaling, doing some work on yourself. It also could mean getting in touch with your best friend and having some connection time, someone you haven't hung out with in a while. There are a lot of ways to give full care to yourself that don't look like the typical self-care type things. Yes, bubble baths are great. Sometimes that's what you need. It's quiet, it's warm, it's peaceful, it feels good. It is a de-stressor for sure. Sometimes a bubble bath is self-care, but I want you to think beyond that and make sure that you are finding like intense care of yourself and do so as much as you possibly can. And a lot of times, you know, that self-care time really can and should be the time that you are spending doing this kind of mindset work, whether it's getting out your journal and writing some things down that are on your mind or reading a personal growth self-improvement book or listening to a personal growth self-improvement podcast like Unstuck. This is also your self-care time, but you just need to do it. You've got to do it. You have to take care of yourself in order to increase that vibration in your body, become more positive naturally, and like so many other people benefit from it. I think the biggest thing is when we take self-care, we're taking away time from our family or someone else that we care about, but they will reap the benefits by you taking care of yourself and becoming a more positive person. So please keep that in mind. All right, that will do it for this episode. Thank you all so much. I think y'all can tell I'm just so passionate about this. I really wanna help you guys. I really want you to get to the bottom of this because I want you to get to the other side. I want you to become unstuck, but you have to take this part just as seriously, if not more seriously than keto or whatever diet you're doing, the supplements you're taking, the tests you're running, how often you're getting those tests done. You need to take your mental and emotional health just as seriously as your physical health. Please understand that. And I'd love to help you and I will continue to do so. I'm here for you. I want to help you throughout the whole process. So yeah, 
Just let me know what I can do for you. And I will be back next week. Talk to you then. Bye-bye. Bye.